in a world where no one can get along, comes two friends with an idea. Wait, nay, a challenge. To be impartial in a place where only partiality lives. Welcome to The Malcolm Project. I'm your host, or co-host, I'm not sure what my title is, Alex, and we have Brian with us. Say hey. hi. Hey, Alex. Uh, so, welcome everybody. Hope you guys like that intro. Alex killed it. That was awesome. Uh, we were talking about it right before we started this cool thing. Um, just how the microphones sound funny because we upgraded our system. So I'm not sure partiality is a word. I don't think it is, but it it really flowed nice. So that's what we're going with. And before we started, um, Alex said something about a firebomb of something. Do you remember what you said? I said something about a fire, and I was like, I'm going to lead in with that. No. Anyways, so I know what, you, I, know what I wanted to lead in with, that good transition. Um, so <laughs> have you ever seen the just movie? Just do your joke. Yeah. Oh, it's not a joke. Have you ever seen the movie Frequency? Mm. With uh, Dennis Quaid, I think it is. And that <coughs> one skinny guy that has great hair and has black hair. I the think guy from New Guy? I think that he was With the in big nose? No. I think that he was Huge in... dick that got broken in half? New Guy. The New Guy. The New Guy. Oh, the comedy of The New yeah, Guy. Yeah. Where he goes to jail? Yeah. Have the your mayo. Su- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super skinny dude. Like yeah. Yeah. No, not... No, no, no. Okay, so it's not Dennis Quaid in The no. New Guy. Okay. Frequency. All right, it's got Dennis Quaid, and that's not what I was looking for. That's the definition of frequency. There we go. Boom. Came out in 2000. It's got Dennis Quaid, Jim Caviel, Cavizel, Cavizel, Cavizel. I don't know. He played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Also, like, broke his arm, got struck by lightning during that movie. Weird stuff. Passion of the Christ. Not frequency. Anyways. That would have been awesome if he also played in frequency <laughs> and he broke his arm and got started yeah. by lightning in frequency. Um, uh, turns out that there's a lot in common between frequency. <laughs> Dennis Quaid is involved. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, <coughs> have you, you have not seen frequency. I mean, you're going to have to give me a little more than Dennis Quaid and the guy from pra- Passion as a, okay, the so movie came out 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we were, yeah, we were freshmen. Um, so Dennis Quaid is a firefighter. Um, hmm. and uh, is this Backblast? No, that's uh Kurt Russell. I think. Oh, way better firefighter movie. No. Anyway, so this is so Dennis Quaid is the other dude's dad. The other dude. The son, like so the yeah the, that the would guy be... that played Jesus. Oh, okay. So the, the other father dude. and son. Yeah. Okay. But. The the trick to the whole thing is um, Dennis Quaid died in a fire because he's a firefighter. But he, uh, yeah, so he died and... Where are you going with this? I'm just telling you, the movie, it's great. You need to watch the movie. What, so what he, does it have to do with frequencies? Interesting question. What a lead-in. I don't think it actually, like, scientifically matters, but... He, um, Jim gets a radio, an old radio, and like whenever there's northern lights, he gets a weird frequency on the radio, 
and he goes back in time, and his dad is using the same radio. And so he can talk to his dad that he didn't get to grow up with because he died in a fire. Are you sure this is in the House by the Lake with the letters and the... Keanu Reeves and yeah. Sandra Bullock? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a different movie. Oh, completely, okay. actually. Different <laughs> actors and actresses. And Okay, so we're here now. We got into the movie thing, and I wanted to talk about this. I want to get your opinion, Alex. Okay. Uh, have you seen the movie Terminator? Which one? Terminator. Yes. Who would you say the main character is in that movie? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who would you say the good person in that movie is? He's the most popular person in the movie, obviously. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Okay. Now, would you call her a strong female lead, a strong lead, a weak female lead, of those three options? Sure, those three. That's all I can come up with right now. Probably a strong female lead. Okay. And do you think that anybody was like in the 80s? Do you think they were like, do you know what I hate right now in cinematography? Strong female leads. Think people in the 80s yeah. said that? Do you, do you think they did? Like, do you think that they were like, no. oh, here we go again, another strong female lead in Terminator, Sarah Connor? What? I guess the next question would be how many <laughs> female leads were there in the in movies in the 80s? Sure. I have no idea. I, I don't know either. So I'm, where I'm going with this, I, I see I you're don't a little think, confused where yeah, I'm going with yeah. this. Um, when Captain, I know you're trying When Captain to... Marvel came out, I was like, Jesus, here we go. Really? I was. You didn't want another, you didn't want a female lead? I didn't want her. And yeah. the way that everything was like, the way that everything came out about that movie and how it was like, I don't want old white people interviewing me about this movie, basically shutting off like most of the audience that watches the movies. And people like, so I guess the way that it, what people say is that there's not enough female leads. There's not enough, like there's all these different things that are, there's not enough black leads. There's not enough female leads. There's not enough Asian leads. There's right. Not enough, there's not enough, all these things, right? Yeah, minority leads. Right. And the crazy thing is, is that at the same time that Captain Marvel was released, Alita was released as well. Battle Angel. Yeah. I never saw um, Captain Marvel. But I watched the shit out of Battle Angel. Yeah, it's a good movie. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was a strong female lead, mm -hmm. just like Terminator, you know? But there was no anything about Alita. Like, there was no, like, huge, like, crazy, I don't know, like, big deal about her being a strong female lead in this movie. I can hear the something just kicked on. I'm assuming it's the heater. Sorry. You, mu you must be close to it. I can't hear it. Continue. Um, but no, I'm just saying, like, it, it's frustrating for me when people act like that there's not these things that are going on. And I think it's basically people bring shit up to complain about to complain about it, not realizing that it's not a valid point. Also, it looks forced. In Hollywood, it looks very forced when they do it um, intentionally. Like, Alita was not intentionally forcing you to see that she was a girl and she was strong and she was powerful and she was, it was natural. The, the storyline was natural. Everything about it was natural. 
Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Yeah. The last one? Yeah. When all the <clears throat> female superheroes are all standing in one spot together at the same time, ready to go attack Thanos? Yeah. I was in the movie theater watching that, and I was like, what in the fuck is going on? Like, why are they all standing around right next to each other? Why do they have to put this spot, like, this part in the movie? So it's, why does the media, or why does the the producers see it see it deem it necessary to you know add that scene right just like i we get that you want young women because the the this like the the reason why they do it they say is because they want young women to see strong women in film and see that they can do anything that the boys can do or they can be just as strong as the boys or stronger in captain marvel's case because she was really that strong in the comic books which I don't know how old they are, but it wasn't a big deal back then. But now, for some reason, it's a huge deal. Like, she's, like, one of the strongest superheroes out there. Yeah, she's top ten Yeah, for the Marvel yeah. DC universe. It's crazy. Or the but like why Marvel that, universe. Why they feel like it has to be shoved to the forefront when it's naturally done. It's organically done in a lot of other movies. I was talking to Ethan the other day. And he was telling me how um, he watched Set It Off. I don't know if you've seen that. It's Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith. It's for African-American females. I mean, they're robbing banks and stuff um, and trying to get away with it. But it's four four women starring in this movie, African-American women starring in this movie. You know, I mean, it's like, and that was in the 90s, I think. I'm pretty sure it was made in the 90s. And it's like, how come that, like... Why don't we ever, like, source things and just, like, explain, like, this has already been done. It doesn't need, like, we don't need to force it to the forefront. If it's an organic movie and it's organic storyline and it's, it makes sense to just let it play out, why do we have to force it in? I think it's more, I get what you're saying, and I do think it is forced, and I think it's unnecessarily forced. Um, But I think it's more, like, Hollywood kind of... You know, there might be some of our audience that doesn't like to hear this, but Hollywood always kind of mimics, you know, reality, but at at an an extreme, like a magnified, you know, tempo. So, you know, for the first, I don't know, you know, since since basically until like the 70s, who fought wars? Men. Mm -hmm. Who were breadwinners? Men. Who, you know, who, you know, so it was just kind of like it was assumed until the 70s that it was just like, okay, well, if there was going to be a lead, it was going to be a man because mm-hmm. that's what men did. They led, you know, and yeah. there's, I'm not saying that's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just, Hollywood just kind of followed that, you know, strong male, you know, mm-hmm. father figure and hero, you know, in their own rights and stuff like that. Um <clears throat> And I think that now it's more like, uh, okay, hey, we got to, you know, women can do just as much as men. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it's only been within the last, you know, 30 years that we've really kind of embraced that. And and we're still really pushing towards it as a society. And so I think it's kind of like it hasn't been, you know, for centuries that women have led. Or been equal to. Yeah. And so I think that the the kind of the thought process is like, hey, 
now women can do, you know, we could always do just as much, but it was always kind of like, you know, put in the background, you know, it was, you know, a woman's idea was just naturally given to a man, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it's just like, Hey, we got to push this in front. Women can do just as much as men. We got to show everybody that women can do just as much as men. And yeah, they, they end up kind of, yeah, over, overdoing it and making it into, you know, like, a a call to arms mm-hmm. when turning a movie into something like that, instead of just letting it naturally being a movie. Yeah. Anita battle angel was an amazing example. Yeah. Well, and I think even like wonder woman, the first, oh, yeah. the first DC wonder woman that came out like with a new, I don't know her name. Gal Gadot. Sure. It sounds made up, but yeah, <laughs> her, um, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. But it wasn't, there was, she was just a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. She did her part. She did exactly like she did awesome. And it was a great movie. And it was all about women and how strong she was. And she came from the Amazon. And this is the like, I just don't understand why they feel like they have to force it into movie. Cause it, for, to me, it ruins movies. And I've talked to women about this. I've talked to lots of people about this. It just, for me now, when I watch anything, I'm looking for, okay, are those black people in this movie because they felt like they needed to put more black people in this movie to fill this seat? Are there, are there now women in this spot in this movie because they felt like they needed to virtue signal that there weren't enough women. So they need to add them in there and make you know that they're there. Cause there's, there's certain spots where in movies, it doesn't make sense. Can like you, you can, you can clearly see that it's forced. Can you explain virtue signaling? Um, it's when someone signals virtue, Basically, what I'm saying is, um, it's in the in end game. People are like, so at the at the last fight or whatever, all the all the female superheroes all show up at the same time, and like she's not alone, and it's all the women. That's signaling to other like to the women that are watching, like, look, we can do this. And um, for me, I, I think, well, actually, let me look at. I'll actually look up the definition of virtue. Um, I think there's a lot of, I think there's just a lot of, um, right now in the last 10, 20 years, things have accelerated Mm -hmm. a lot more, not just technology, not just our, our science, not just our, okay, continue. Oh, no, I just, so there's actually a definition for virtue signaling. I didn't know that. Um, but it is a noun, and it is the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. So for me, in that movie, when all the women were there, they were virtue signaling to women, expressing, oh, we're on your side. We think you can be just as powerful as the men. We can." The director, I mean. So the director put this part of the film in just saying you know even though they were they were already just as powerful if not more powerful but they had to like add that just to let all the women know hey we got your back like we clearly you have i mean there's women in this film kicking the shit out of men like they're they already got your back and like alita didn't have any of that um but my biggest thing like my, my biggest virtue signaling to me is when you have this is going to 
it's not ter- I don't know how this is going to be received. My biggest my biggest thing is when I see somebody who is in a high class neighborhood putting out a Black Lives Matter sign in their front yard. Like there's ten houses in this neighborhood, and one house has Black Lives Matter in their front yard. It's like one you're most likely you can assume that you are so far away from the issue that you have no idea what you're even talking about. And who are you virtue signaling to? You're not virtue signaling to any black people unless there's black people in your neighborhood. But I mean, it's you're, you're literally virtue signaling to your neighbors or let's do one more Trump signs. Trump signs will drive people nuts. And if you put, if you're, (laughs) if you're a rich white person and you put a Trump sign in your front yard, you're signaling to all your rich white neighbors, if they're all rich and if they're all white, that you're a Trump supporter and it's, it's going to piss off a lot of people. It's Virtue signaling is like, yeah, I'm going to put my opinion out there just so people I can let people know that I'm allied with you. Like, it's it's a, to me it's a weird it's a weird thing to do, because for me it's like the businesses in all these riot towns that are putting like Black Lives Matter on their windows, hoping that they don't get smashed, and then they get smashed. They're virtue signaling, trying to say, hey, I'm on your side, and then their shit gets destroyed. I don't know. It's a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah, I think it's it's very much along the lines of, you know, you can't... This didn't happen five years ago, ten years ago. You didn't have the phrase virtue signaling. You know, people, you know, there were there were bad situations with cops and there are bad situations with politicians and there were corrupt politicians all the time forever forever yeah and i feel like i i agree that 10 years ago you know and let's just talk about um uh bush versus or um Oh, who was it? Bush versus Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't. There, it was a very decisive. Uh, I, that was just when. I mean, that was when we were freshmen in high school. Yeah, and I was just kind of understanding politics a mm-hmm. little bit and kind of getting my head wrapped around it. And it was it was cutthroat. Yeah, it, it was, was intense. It was intense, yeah. and people very quickly. I mean, it was twenty years ago, but pretty quickly forgot that they're like, oh no, this is the most intense you know, election ever. I, I don't know. I don't know if it is the most intense, right. like what's your metric. Right. Um, but yeah, there, that definitely is the most where people are verbalizing. Right. The most. Yeah. You know? I, so, I, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you get in this, these situations where, um, especially with like celebrities, you know, if they don't take a position one way or the other, they almost get in more trouble right. than if they were to take the quote-unquote wrong position. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if a celebrity doesn't denounce white supremacists, mm-hmm. they're for white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, wait, what? Well, that's, so, the whole, that's the whole Trump thing, too. That's, that's why yeah. Trump in trouble is because he wouldn't, at first, he wouldn't denounce. Yeah, I... I think what got Trump in trouble was the fact that it was just like, it was just a simple like, listen, the some of the questions were dumb, but you just, that's like an off the cuff. You just say, you know, denounce white supremacy, whatever he needed to say, and it it I don't really, 
I don't really think that that's like a like out of all the things to be mad about Donald Trump, like that is not one of the like things we should really be focused on. It's just like stuff that Obama did wrong. Like mm-hmm. out of all the stuff that Obama did wrong, like do we really need to focus on, you know, one thing over another? It's just like listen, most presidents were okay. I mean, clearly our country is in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Um, and they're all a little corrupt mm-hmm. and they're just in a varying intelligence because they're the president of the United States. Like any, literally anybody could do it. Like, and I guess that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That was the one good thing about Donald Trump is just like, you know, Hey man, he, he was the anybody. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's no way some celebrity yeah. billionaire could become president. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, yeah. President. That's uh, what everybody was saying. There's no way he's going to win. And they, yeah. they say yeah. he wasn't supposed to win. That was the problem. Like, well, he screwed everything up because he wasn't supposed to win. There's a great, a great point. Like, you know, uh, I watched Tim Pool, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how the media was good, was predicting a blue tide. And they're like, oh, yeah, the blue wave, yeah. blue wave. He's like, yeah, to- total bull crap. I can't believe they even predicted it. Mm-hmm. I can't I cannot believe that. It's just like, well, they didn't think Trump was going to win either. And he won just because the media is wrong doesn't mean they're corrupt. Like that that doesn't that doesn't signal your your those are mutually exclusive outcomes. You know, just because you have one does not mean you have the other. It doesn't make it relative to the other. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of. A lot of situations go back to your uh, virtue signaling, for virtue signaling, and like writing "Black Lives Matter" on your on your uh, windows, In your to business, ma- or yeah, whatever. to make sure. I mean, I don't even know if that's virtue signaling. I think that's just like whatever it takes to not have my windows broken. Well, in. I think that's what that is, though. That's and that's so virtue. I think virtue signaling is a great thing, but I don't if you mean it. Well, and I think that that's so. But, but then it wouldn't be virtue signaling. Why? Because if you if you truly meant it, it's not you're not like signaling it to somebody else just to be like, oh, I'm on your side. You know, you're like actually advocating for that. You know, you you're you're volunteering your time at a local homeless shelter. You're not just putting on on Facebook. But I'm saying so if you do that in conjunction, like let's say that you have a Black Lives Matter sign in your front yard. Okay. Okay. And then you go to wherever. I don't know. Let's say you go to the inner city of somewhere. I don't know where we're going. I don't know. I don't know where this is taking place. But let's metropolis. say metropolis. Sure. Yeah, metropolis. Yes, exactly. Superman will be there. Um, but let's just say that you're. Yeah. So you're. You work at uh, the Daily Planet, okay? And you're a high end editor, and you live out in the suburbs, and you notice that during your articles and stuff that you're editing, that there's a lot more racist stuff coming through or race related stuff coming through um and it starts to bug you and so you get a sign because you know that there's a new movement starting and it's called black lives matter so you get a black lives matter sign and you put it in your front yard and then you spend all of your extra time in the inner city trying to figure out how you can help that is totally different than putting a sign in your front yard yeah and that's not virtue it is that would be the exact definition that would that would be following exactly well, that that doesn't see virtue signaling to me makes me think that and basically the way you originally described it to me was that somebody who does these things without any follow through or any actual 
drive or any actual concern for their, you know, it's just me being like, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm really passionate about ferret rescue. Like the, the problem, fer- people are buying ferrets and then they, they just can't handle them. The smell is horrible and the, the ferret has nowhere to go. Literally, there's nowhere for the ferret to go. We have to start doing something for this ferret, Brian. That's why I got Ferret Lives Matter in my front yard, Brian. I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. I feel like now that I can see you, it's a little different of a. <laughs> it's a little... We're recording in front of each other now. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you not about Ferret Lives Matter? No, I'm fine. Yeah, I am. It's. Uh, I horrible. literally, um, like the Mormons, I donate ten percent of my income to ferrets. That is Ferrets not... are your God, then? No, it's like uh, you donate to the church. That's not the so God. So ferrets are your church? They're my cause. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. I'm tracking. Let's continue. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is that like that is not virtue signaling. That is like I am passionate about it. I need to let everybody know. Literally every conversation I have with this you, This is Brian, a problem. You is, need to take care of it. Is about ferrets like yeah i get it i mean i, I yeah, wish you'd shut the hell you know, up about it <laughs> you know whatever about the whales if they die who cares right. but the ferrets that's that's a big deal brian you know how fast they breed Dude, i'm just you telling you, you can't you're there's, overpopulated there 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 could be at least a dozen free in iowa because people just let them go and they're gonna freeze right. a dozen ferrets are gonna freeze this winter and one is too many and yeah yeah half of one is too half many one is too many Frozen lower half is not acceptable. No. So that's, that's, if somebody is that passionate about it, like that's not virtue signaling to me. If I have a Ferret Lives Matter sign, that this is not. That's just a virtue that you that have. That is, yeah. I'm just letting the world know. Now, if I put a Ferret Lives Matter sign in my front yard and you walk up and you're like, hey, what, what's up with the sign? And I'm just like, ah, you know, Steve down the street, he's all about dogs and I think it's stupid and. I, I don't know. I Googled it, and apparently ferrets have a thing, so I put a sign up just to screw with Steve. You know, it's just like, what? why would – I mean, like, that's really disrespectful to the ferret kind. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. Ferret people? I don't know. Not people. For people? They're animals? <laughs> ferrets are animals? No, the ferret people, people who like ferrets. Um, but that's, that's, that's the difference. It's, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um. And that's so when I when I see the actual definition of virtue signaling, that's not when I say virtue signaling, I'm not I don't believe that they are doing what this definition states. When I say someone's virtue signaling, I think that they are just pushing out a narrative. Well, not even they're just projecting what people are screaming in the streets. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's that's really what. That's really like what is driving my insanity right now is the virtue signaling. Like when I, when I see somebody sign that says there's no such thing as borders, no people are aliens, healthcare for all. Like it's like, it's like they just took all of the major talking points from the Democrats and said, I agree with every single one of these. And I say the Democrats, like the people who are running, the people who are looking at putting policies in place. That's like, there's no need for, there's no need for guns. There's no, like, it's just, for me, when somebody puts a sign like that in their front yard, it's like you're not you're not actually thinking. I I get what you're saying. 
I guess my thought process behind it is like I one of my good good buddies is like never never assume negative intent always assume positive intent I'm going to assume that they are the fairer person the uninformed fairer person well I'm going to assume they're putting that sign in their yard and they are all for it they are the person who puts Black Lives Matter and they're going to the inner city every day and they're really like trying to make a difference and they're trying to um, work with local politicians to to change um, different things in their community. You know, I'm going to assume that I'm not going to assume if I drive by and I if I see a Trump sign. I'm going to assume that they're just, you know, it's because they're 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 really for gun rights, and it's because they're they're really for the re- what the Republicans stand for. Not necessarily. I'm not going to assume that they like Trump or dislike him. I'm just going to assume that they are for the values of their party. For the values of their party, just like I want somebody to assume I'm for the values of my party, but yet. It's almost like a, a like a a badge of pride. I'm a trumper, and it's just like, well, I voted Democrat. Well, you're well, you're an idiot. You voted for Biden. It's just like I voted for Democrats. Mm-hmm. You there? No logical person could vote for a Democrat. Sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> no logical person could vote for a Democrat. It's That's a Democrat like, saying that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we got that properly on recording. <laughs> And stop the gro- recording. <laughs> Cut that and put it on Fox News. Episode three, and we did it. Done. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, amazing. Uh, I feel like the I get told that a lot. Like, there's no logical reason for you to to vote the way you did. And it's just like put put any any issue in front of me, and I will give you my logical uh, understanding of it and the reason I voted the way I did and what how it affects me personally. Yeah, I think that I think that that's what needs to be done. Yeah, you know, um, my so my thing in the way that I voted was I was basically anti Democrat. Really, I mean that's the only way to that's the only way to word it, I guess. Like, cause here's the thing. Like, this is what I was gonna get into, also with the whole virtue signaling and strong female leads and. Anybody who thinks that I am not for um, a female president or for a strong female lead, that was my point. Terminator is one of my favorite movies. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies. Like, Alita is one of my favorite movies. Like, strong female leads. Terminator 2 is John Connor. I know. I'm aware. But he had to save his mom. His mom was a fucking badass in that movie. And she was also psychotic, which is slightly attractive. I'm saying, well, you know what's funny? What? The the newest Terminator? uh, Salvation? No, no. There's a new one. Oh, yeah, I'll look it up. I forgot I had a Google in front of my face. But there's a new one, and you know what? When did it come out? Uh, Did it come out, or is it coming out? No, it's 2018. Oh, I saw it. It's got three female leads. Dark Fate? Yep. It's a little girl. Not a little girl, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. A girl, the Terminator is a girl. And and Sarah Connor's the badass. Sarah Connor. Because she's always a badass. Anyways, what I was saying, um, I and I, yeah, awesome, great stuff. And it, there was no virtue signaling in that movie. They were just fucking, well, there was one spot, but we'll let it go. Um, 
But for the most part, for the most part, that movie was... There was no press about it. There was no press about how they did three female leads. There was right. no... Right. There's no story about how, you know, this this story couldn't have worked with a male lead. Right. There was nothing about that. You're, you are correct, and I, I see your point a little bit. Um, what I was saying, though, with the whole s- strong female leads and stuff like that, and... Like the Kamala Harris came out with something the other day, tweeted something or whatever, and said like, "Watch out, ladies! Make sure you have your shoes on. There's glass everywhere." Like she broke the glass ceiling. I don't think that that's like I get it. You're the first. If everything goes through the way it's supposed to, which it looks like it's going to, um, it looks like she will be the first female vice president. And that's congratulations to her. That's awesome. Way to go. You did it. But I mean, Biden also said when he was running, "I'm going to have my VP." be a female of color like that's so you just took out a whole bunch of people who are capable of doing the job not saying that she's not capable but what you did was you eliminated so many people like if you look at let's say hillary clinton's running which no but so if she was running and she had good stuff that she was running on then i would support her it's just like um what's her face the chick from hawaii that was running for president this year, or was Tulsi going? Tulsi Gabbard? I was very, very behind her. When I heard her speak, she speaks like a normal person. She's a veteran. She's in tune with what people actually want. A well-spoken person, like everything about in person, woman of color, like everything about her was checks all the list for the Democrats. Air quotes for people who are not seeing us. It's for the Democrats that checks all the boxes for somebody you would want in power. Right? Like, for what we've seen, I guess. Or what we've heard that they want. I keep saying they. Looking at you. You're in the middle. You're in the Malcolm party. Me too. Okay. I gotta look away. So, um... Stop aggressively pointing at me. <laughs> but, so, what I'm saying, though, is that it's... She was a she is a woman of color who was running for president. And I was very interested in what she... There was one thing I disagreed with her on, and that was the Second Amendment. And that was pretty much what would have turned me off to voting for her. But she, I, I legitimately looked into her stuff, like her, I look her policies that she was putting out her stuff, you know, like her website. Like I went to her website, looked her up, listened to her on Joe Rogan. Like I was very interested and I saw her signs in Cedar Rapids and somehow that fell through. It didn't work out, but don't act like, don't act like Biden did or, don't act like Biden didn't do women a favor getting her in there. He said right off the bat, if he is the front runner, he's going to get somebody who is a female woman of color to be his VP. So he, he legitimately like gave women the position. It wasn't that they earned it. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's my biggest beef with this whole thing is there are plenty of women who can earn it. Tulsi Gabbard can earn it. She can earn better. She can earn the spot better than Biden can. He just was lucky enough to have everyone's support in wherever he could get all of his funding from. I have no idea. But I mean, the that, DNC. Yeah. But how come no one backed Tulsi? She literally checked all of the boxes. That's why I keep saying checked all the boxes. She was the person. She was the person that could do it. She was. She she was so close to the middle on everything. Like, if they would have just given her a shot to even talk on the stage during the debates. I watched all those things. That's that's why that she didn't have a shot. 
because she was too close to the middle. And anybody who's too close to the middle, nobody in the two parties wants to vote for because that means their agenda might not be met. And the reason they got elected is because they have an agenda. And the people who elected them want them to do their agenda. But if somebody's in the middle, their agenda is not going to be met because they feel like nothing will get done. You'll just be compromising all the time. So nothing will ever actually get done. So what they need is somebody super far. Yeah. They need the extreme right or the extreme left. And that's that's the problem with our political climate right now. There yeah. there is no Malcolm. Yeah, the, there there isn't. Well, there is, but there's no. Yeah, there's like three people. No, there's like, I would say there the, the way that the voting went for presidency, I would say that there's probably a hundred million people out there who feel probably pretty similar to us. Like we're just off by one one topic, two topics. From each other, like we we can we can come to a conclusion on ninety five percent of the things we can agree on. There might just be something that's like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't give, I can't give you that one, or I can't, I can't budge. I I really weight this one pretty hard on my side. You know what I mean? I think that there's there has to be at okay, I'll, I'll lower the number. Let's say seventy million people out there who are just like, yeah, I uh. I voted for them because they were closest to what I, they were closest for what I wanted and they were anti what I didn't want. Yeah. And I think that's what it really comes down to. I mean, people, when I was growing up, they always talked about the one issue voter, you know, oh, you know, your abortion. They, yep. Yep. The only reason you vote that way is because of abortion. Yep. You know, your you, view on abortion. Yep. yep. And um, it's almost getting that way, though, with. Anything, pick one. One issue. I'll say one issue is for yeah. all of the issues. It's yeah, just, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. The only reason I voted Republican is because I, the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I keep my guns. Yeah. The only reason I voted Democrat is because I love killing babies. Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I shouldn't look at it like that. I know. <laughs> the the. <laughs> if you are pro-abortion, you are pro-killing babies. Right, Everybody yeah. knows that. But you shouldn't be. You shouldn't. See, that's the trick too, though. It used to be, you were pro-choice, but now it's changed. It's no longer pro-choice. Now it's pro-abortion. So it's like you're for abortion. It's not like it's not like pro-choice. Yeah, she has the. She can make the choice. She can make that terribly crazy, difficult choice. Yeah. Now it's like you have to be okay with everyone willy-nilly making that choice. It's totally different. The the climate on that subject alone is totally different. Yeah, people are totally going to abuse the crap out of that. You give them the right to, and they'll just they'll just go yeah. willy nilly have sex with anybody, yeah. and just like, oh sweet, I can just cut that thing out. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer it's no longer Plan B. Yeah, you know, I got a Plan A. Yeah, abortion. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go there for yeah, a pill. I'm just have gonna to use get, condoms. Yeah. We'll just just go cut that. I th- I think that that that's a sad you know that we even make that joke that that people think that way or that um, that that's some of the argument. Like, oh, well, people must think this way because so we got to give take away their choice. And and that's that's what's so crazy to me is because when I make this statement, I'm going to sound horribly Republican, but I think it should be the individual's choice. Isn't that a Republican stance? No. 
It should be the individual. It should no, be the on Repu- the, indiv- the the Republicans want no government and up to the individual. Just like with masks, just like with vaccinations, just like with anything else, they want the individual. They don't want any lockdowns because leave it to the individual. Let mm-hmm. them make the choice. Yeah. Don't let the government tell me to have guns or not. Individual. Yeah. Everything is about the individual. I don't feel like I was aggressively pointing at you this much. I mean, I I looked at you, you with my you, eyebrows. Do you I pointed notice when I point, I yeah. do four fingers, yeah. so it's not three pointing back. Right. Yeah. You just that way make a left. <laughs> um, no, but I think that the Republican stance on it, from what I understand, um, is that it's no abortion. I'm but pre- why should the government get to dictate what I'm not, we do? I, I'm not on that side of the fence on this one. I'm not pro-abortion at all. But I'm not. I'm not going to tell somebody they can't. So that that's that's the one spot where I fall more Democrat. I understand. In my opinion, you're killing a baby. That's how I. That's how I see it. But it is not up to me to make that call. You know, so it's 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 I get it. And I understand the people out there who are like, no, that is ridiculous. You cannot kill a baby. That's a baby in there. It's a baby. If 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 you if we can save that baby. If if let's say you go into labor right now, we can get it out of there and we can save it. You should not be able to kill it. That means that it is a baby. If you can save it, you shouldn't be able to kill it. That's so I think that that should be the rule, in my opinion. But it's not up to me. You know, that's 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 the craziest thing about it is like it's it's a very it's a very passion filled thing because I'm a parent and there are some people who don't ever want to be parents. So if they do get pregnant, they don't give a shit. It's not it's not about that's a baby in there. It's like, no, this is a thing that's going to ruin my life. Get it out of me. It's a virus. It's a disease I don't want. Do you know how much emotion do you know the the hormones and everything tied to to abortions and when women get abortions, how Many of them go through. Oh, the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, go through post. It's, it's. Yeah, it's somewhat of a mercy to think. I mean, again, I'm pro-choice, just so everyone is clear on this thing. But it's somewhat of a mercy. Not pro-abortion. Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Very much so. It's it's somewhat of a mercy thing because if you take that away, yeah, it. It could ruin their life, or it could be the best thing for their life that you'll never know unless you have the kid. Um, but you'll there. There's pretty substantial data to show that if you do have an abortion, it's going to mess you up, right? A little bit. Yeah, the data would show that yeah. you will have some very emotional, yeah, issues, emotional going, emotions. You know, yeah, emotional emotions yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. So and here, so now now that we're on um, questioning. Republican stances on things. Why are Ryan? Mm-hmm, I'm listening. As you are a Republican, <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, why do the Republicans not want to let me smoke pot? We went over this last time. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with their policy on this. Did and we I go don't... over this on the actual podcast? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because you said that it would be a. I was talking about capitalism and how it uh, makes yeah. sense to. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I don't know. Moving I don't. On. I think they're dumb. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a dumb thing. So now that we've clearly shown that Republicans are idiots, um, right. yeah. Now that we've <laughs> don't have any idea what they're talking about, right? Let's move on to Democrats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I. You know. I just. I don't know. There's just certain things that really bug me, and I had another one that I wanted to talk about, but now I can't remember when. And and it's probably okay because we probably need to. 
Oh, we had a topic. Oh, we have we have a topic. That wasn't list. for tonight, though. That was oh, for yeah, that, that was, was for a different yeah. that was for a different night. This is we want to test our mics out, get a little heated conversation in, and make sure everything's Sorry going right for with this recording. Recording. You know, if you want to aggressively point at me, just just point, man. And and it is yeah, it's four fingers. Never been so aggressively pointed at before, but. I I was always told that a politician points with either their knuckle or I feel like Biden does that. Yeah, it's some it's some like because if you point with a finger it's like too aggressive, a knuckle is like hmm you know, it's like hmm interesting. Yeah. Oh, but wow. a finger is like you over there. So is that why is that why Trump points with all of his fingers? And he's like he's like you know, it's 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 this. I think it's more of like a listen, guys. I'm trying my best. Oh, where is Trump? Let's talk about that. Our Republican president, who has been anti everything for so long. I mean, he's two weeks now. I haven't. What do you mean? You? I don't know what you're talking about. He's not around. Like oh. he's not on. He has not done a press conference. Like rallies are over, so there's no more rallies. I think he's tweeted a couple times, but I don't even know if it's him. Like he has not like been outside. I just saw a picture of him. He looked really yellow. So maybe he's been tanning. Orange. Or he's got um, orange, not yellow. I'm sorry. Or he's got uh, jaundice. Oh yeah, maybe the maybe COVID the spray tan wore off. COVID came back. Or maybe DC closed all the spray spray oh, tan places. Man, yeah, that would be horrible. And he's for got him. jaundice really bad. I feel like because he's the president, he would be able to get one of those, like the whole booth in his office. Um, Is that essential? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I. I, I guess I don't know where President Trump is. I I do think it's um I have a I have a, an interesting thought for you. Um what do you how do you feel about President Trump filing all these lawsuits? I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to do anything, but I think it's fine. What if I were to say to you it's I'm I'm all about finding you know if there is fraud or manipulation fraud, or manipulation or, yeah. or anything, anything yeah. like that yeah. um and c- tim pool mm-hmm. just said that oh yep clearly there is there is some sort of manipulation it's not widespread fraud but there is yeah, signs there, of fraud there are signs of manipulation they Manipula- don't yeah. yeah they don't say fraud um so my question is um at, at what point is it just like you know be an adult about it and just like, hey, you know, it, Tim Pool talks about, you know, everybody else just conceded. You right. know, nobody right. else fought for it. Right. Well, right. maybe they were adult about it. It wasn't that they weren't fighting for it. They were just like, okay, well, the, the election results are in. I'm, you know, I'm going to concede like an adult. And, you know, if you had, if maybe every other president that had ever been elected, if s- they spit, fault or they spit fired 60 80 lawsuits they would have found some mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. they didn't because they decided to be like well and i think uh, so here's the weird thing whether he wins or loses or they find fraud or mm-hmm. improprieties is what they call it whatever 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 they find let's say he doesn't win but they find 10 Let's say let's say they find a million votes that were miscalculated, look fake, something happened. Yep. You know what that does. Whether he wins or loses, what that does is it exposes that there is. 
So we all assume that there is, well, maybe not all of us, but many people assume that there is fraud or that there is something going on in certain counties. There's no way that there's realistically, there's no way. That there's yeah. Not. I was just going to say that. I mean, there's just, it's just too big, but now it would, come, just, but this would make it come out though. Like this would be the, this would be like the straw that broke the camel's back. No, just, just bringing it to the, the surface. Bring you know, we all think, front. we all think that it's happening or a lot of people think that it's happening. This just exposes it. So whether he wins or loses, he at least is exposing. I feel like you're giving him a lot more. Like he just wants to win. I'm saying I'm I'm just giving I'm saying the perk of it. I'm not saying the reason why he is doing this is to just bring it to the oh, forefront. So I'm saying by him doing it, the byproduct exactly of him being a child is yes. we will we will yes. we will see some improprieties. And I think so. We can chalk up some of this to being childish. I think no no doubt about it because that's just kind of his his personality is kind of that way. Like if he doesn't get what he wants, he throws a fit. Yeah, and that's just the way it's been. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with that? That's just why well, that's a statement. It doesn't have to segue. Um, yeah, I don't know. I lost it, man. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I just I just think that there's a lot of people. Like oh, sorry. Pool. Let me get back in. Quiet you. Um, so what I, <laughs> what I think was going on is that he was like he's having all these rallies. Right. And he's getting 50,000, literally 50,000 people at airports to come and see him. How is he losing states? And I think that's the way that he's looking at it. He's like, how is it possible that I'm going to lose this election when I can go anywhere in the country within 24-hour notice and have 50,000 people show up to where I'm landing? How am I going to lose? I mean, there was only about 1,000 people when he landed in Cedar Rapids after the derecho. But, yeah, they were probably Well, there's no power. power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's cell phones were dead. Like, nobody knew the hell. Nobody knew he was coming into town. Who knew? No one. Um but no, Governor I, th- I, I Reynolds think, did. See, yeah, well, of course she did. Um, but I think that that's, I think that's probably part of it. Yes, it's him being a child about it. Like I, there's no way I'm gonna lose. I'm the best. We're always the best. Everything about it, everything we've ever done has been amazing, and we're awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Good for you. Now I'm having all these rallies. I got fifty thousand people, forty thousand people, thirty thousand people. Joe Biden's got eight. How am I gonna lose these? How am I gonna lose these states? There's no way. Look at all the support I have. I have support all over the country. There's so many people. I've looked at the news. I've seen Joe Biden's crews. There's nobody there. You know. So so we're supposed to we're supposed to kind of just take it because he's delusional. I don't I don't know if it's delusion. I mean, I think that, that I, I gave you the childish part, and I think <laughs> so. I, I'll surrender that part to you, but I think that. Realistically, like, let's say you were in that position and you were traveling all over the country and you were talking to all these people and you were captivating audiences to the extreme that he did or is or was or whatever. You're going all over the country, every state. You can go to multiple cities inside of the state and draw the same number of people in each city or each whatever. And you see your opponent. Eight people outside. Four Ford Mustangs in the front row and a couple Jeeps behind him, all honking their horns every time he says something stupid. Like you think that that guy's gonna beat you? You see your crowds, you see your numbers, you see you have all the confidence in the world, right? Because you just you see it. It's in front of you. And I think he kind of, yeah, I think that he maybe delusion. Maybe that is the right word. He surrounded himself with all of this glorious glamour of look at all these people that love me. 
you know, and he's like, there's no way I can lose. And so now he's fighting this shit to the death because he truly truly believes that there's no way he could lose unless there was some sort of fraud or malpractice or whatever the word is that you used. Impropriety. Whatever. I don't even know what that word means. It's improper rioties. And that's that's what you have to look out for sometimes. That's why I'm a Democrat. Riots, man. Yeah, riots. I don't, I don't know. But that's, that's I think, where he... If I, if I was to put myself in his shoes, that's that would be my reasoning. Okay, what about what about his uh, Secretary of State, um, Mike, Mike, Mike Pompeo. Pompeo, when he's like, yeah, there will be a smooth transition to the second, second term, second term yeah. of President Trump. He was, jo- he was laughing when he said it. I do, you know what's funny? I do think that was kind of a joke. He was just jabbing at the yeah, media. He yeah, was, he was and laughing. People took it out of out of context, but I Completely. also I also think it's a little bit like, should he be joking at this time? No, he shouldn't. But oh, it's still okay. it, it was a joke. He shouldn't have done it. But, you know, it's just like, well, that's and we're just going to let it go because but if what he had it, made a black do, joke. But what do you do? Just, we, what do you do? What are you supposed to do to him? What are you supposed to say I mean, about him? If somebody makes a black joke, you can cancel culture. <laughs> well, the left does. Yeah. Unless if it's a comedian making a black joke, it's fine. Most of the time. Some right? of the time. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Tosh has been doing it for years. I mean, but he, He's super white, so yeah, it's which okay. makes it worse, no, in my no, opinion. I think no. it makes he could be gay. He's from California, though. We know that from the upper, middle, and upper. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just don't know. I I don't know what you're supposed to do or say to him, like to Pompeo. What do you? I mean, because he made a joke, you're supposed to. You're, well, so so you're so saying that nobody I can have a sense of humor he, in. The political world, not in the, the freaking ad- addressing the the. I would, but that's me. I, I absolutely would throw some sort of humor, and that's like the first time he's shown, outside of being interviewed on like probably Fox News or something. That's probably the only time he's shown his humor or sense of humor. Yeah, maybe he's a real riot at parties. I don't know, <laughs> but you're saying in a professional environment, yeah, you should not make I'm, jokes. I'm saying okay, so I worked at this place and. I had we had outside IT, and I remember there was this time where something was going on. Our t- I, our our data connection went down, and in order for me to run quotes, I had to get the connection back up. Mm-hmm. So I called the office with the president of the company and my boss sitting in the same room, and I was like, "Hey, um, Amanda was the person I was working with." I was like, "Hey, Amanda, this is down. We need all hands on deck." Don't even take lunch. Just focus on this. Like, this is what we need. And then I just kind of chuckled. And uh, <laughs> she's like, she's like, okay, okay, I'll get it done. And I was like, all right, sweet, you're the best. Thank you. And I hung up. And after that call, my boss, not the president of the company, my boss looked at me and he goes, you're the only person that could say that and get away with it. I did not get away with it. president fired you. No, I did <laughs> not get fired. But that woman called, or that woman told her boss that I was aggressive and I was um, pushy. I, she used like this was this was twelve years ago, but mm-hmm. she used like ten other terms to describe how bully. Or basically, I was a bully. Mm-hmm. And he called the president of our company and said that don't let that employee ever talk to Amanda again. And if this happens again, we're going to drop you as a client. And so, wow. Our, the president of the company came into my office 
And he said, don't ever do that again. You should have known better in this. This is a business. This is a business relationship. You cannot. And that but was so, at a small business. But she didn't say you were joking Iowa. and funny. She said that you were being aggressive and you were bullying. Pompeo made a joke. I thought it was a joke. Pompeo thought it was a joke. You saying, but you the saying rest of the world Well, didn't. I guess, yeah, you saying don't take a lunch would be, well, that's, where did people's skin go? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The rest of the world, Pompeo has even less leeway and latitude than I had in a, in a family-owned business in Iowa. Right. Pompeo is talking to the United States of America. You can't make jokes. Yes, you so, can. So to, some people get it to make the to make it. the excuse of He's got a second career coming. It's totally fine for him, but would it have been fine if it was a Trump? W- no, 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 no. I'm I'm sorry. I'm saying like Biden's Secretary of State. Would it have been fine if Biden's Secretary of State makes jokes? Did he laugh when he said it, or she laughed when she said it? I no. I'm I'm talking like future. I know. That's why I'm asking you the way I'm asking you. He or she. Did they? Uh, let's say in this instance, yes. It was the exact same dialogue that happened? Yeah. Yep. Yes, it would be fine. And I would chuckle as well. It'll be a smooth <laughs> It'll be a smooth transition into our second term. That's how it, like, that's how it rolled off. He literally... <laughs> you should I, watch it. I, it's I not I that. Wa- it is. It's I've watched it. It's not that bad. It's I've, not like that. It's not like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one. It's just one. He was just like... We do believe that it will be a a smooth transition into the second term. But he could have been like, I can't believe you would even ask me. Of course Trump is going to win. You don't know. He didn't say that, though. But that could have been the chuckle. It couldn't have been like, it's not going to be Trump. You assume that chuckle is... It's not gonna be trapped. I chuckle like that. You chuckle like that when you talk to me. And 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 it's and joking. I make assume assumptions by the base on how you chuckle, right? Have I ever been wrong? You got me in a weird spot here. <laughs> you got me in a weird spot here. Because if I say no, then you get real cocky. <laughs> if I say yes, you prove your point. I don't know. I'm gonna Malcolm. You know what, guys? I think I gotta I gotta go jump off a bridge. And that'll wrap it up for this evening. All right, guys. He got me on that one. So we'll call this the end of the episode. Um, thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging out, listening to us. Hopefully you didn't learn anything, but you uh, maybe got a new perspective on something. Um, that's kind of why we do this. We like to explain our viewpoints um, so that other people can maybe express theirs to their friends and just have a nice dialogue. Because Alex and I don't agree on everything, obviously. He got very <laughs> loud and pointed very strongly and sternly at me tonight. Um, Sorry just, for my pointing. It happens. It happens. But uh, don't be scared to talk to your friends, uh, talk to your family about stuff, and uh, just try to kind of understand each other. And if there's no way that it can happen, just accept it. If if you can't change somebody's mind or at least try to understand their mind and they'll try to understand you, then just don't even go into it. It's not worth it. So with that, we leave you, and thank you guys for hanging out again, and uh, we'll catch you in episode four. Oh, and uh, thanks again, guys. Peace.